Hello and welcome to another episode of In Phase brought to you by Three Moons Audio. I'm Gavin. I'm Jordan. And I'm Audrey. And we're coming at you from the lunar base again. Hi everyone. Yay. I hope you're Hello. washing your hands. I hope you're safe <laughs> and well and healthy. Yes, uh, we are in the midst of a pandemic. Um, this will probably be the only time we mention it because it's current. Um, COVID-19 really doesn't have anything to do with audio yeah, engineering. Not really. Actually, yeah. as a side note, it's a great time to get into the studio. Just wash your hands. We're sanitizing exactly. the studio. and Also, uh, go to your local music store and find a hobby for the next couple weeks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Get a harmonica or a ukulele. Yeah. Not- Ooh, or a good old banjo. Ooh, yeah. Maybe not a used harmonica, though. Not no. right now. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah anyways, as a side note, just so the uh, people listening know, we are recording this a week before we're releasing this episode, so we don't really know what's going to happen. So things may have changed since yeah, this is... So it's around. either gotten better, stayed the same, or gotten worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Those are three yeah. of <laughs> Yes. Uh, right on. Cool. Well, um... Aside from all the doom and gloom, what have you guys been up to? It's it's been a minute uh, since we've had a chance to really catch up and and chat and yeah. everything. What have you guys been doing? Um, I think we're excited to announce that Margot's uh, first single, Goddess, is going to be released very soon. Woo! Woo! Yes. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you guys have worked hard. She's worked really hard too. Yeah. I think we said so. Goddess was finished at least six months ago, if not a little bit. I'm gonna say Maybe about like eight yeah. to ten months ago, like very close. It's to been me. finished for a while. We've been, <laughs> yeah. we've been working on an album to try to get it all. But anyways, yeah, it's coming out soon. So. Be on yeah. the lookout for Goddess. We're gonna try to do maybe some uh, other content with Margot as well. Margot's the yes. artist. Um, some videos, maybe an interview or something. We're also working on a Tiny Desk concert uh, or Tiny yes. Desk video, I should say. Um, so, anyway, stay tuned for all of that because that's really exciting. Yeah. Because if you have your own Tiny Desk, you should do a concert with it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. We've also, Till Sunrise just released um, a video that they recorded at the Lunar Base. Gavin, what'd you call it? The Lunar Base Sessions? <laughs> yeah, our Lunar Base Sessions. Yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better our, term. Yeah, the the thing I made up for it. Yeah. Just that, just now. <laughs> the unofficial, official title. Um, but yeah, so they did a video uh, of um, Santeria. It was the name of the video. They also recorded some other songs too. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, and they're releasing those as well. Um, so be on the lookout for that. The group is Till Sun- Sunrise. They're a duo. Um, yeah, they just recorded here like not too long ago, like two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, so yeah, they have, uh, there was them. Uh, there's the Joyland Sluggers video, yep. Joyland yep. Sluggers. Um, there's Taylor. Um, Zikafoos. There you go. Yep. I was like, can't pronounce that last name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, they've all come out really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really dig it. So um, yeah, if you're interested in doing something like that, it's it's great. I mean, it's great for us because we get to do work. Um, but it's it's great to have a, a nice polished kind of promotional low low key music video kind of thing. So it looks cool. Oh yeah, and then we've got one coming up soon uh, for Lucas Tane, who's a local singer songwriter. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. He's he's out there. I've seen him on quite a few handbills for yes. local venues. He's he out there. He out, he out there. there. He out Doing there. The thing. <laughs> cool. Nice. So yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm headed to Bremerton at the end of March mm. uh, to work with a local band called Green Lake Basement, and they do really awesome, uh, a really good pop punk band. They've been working on original materials. They also do like cover, they cover a lot of like pop punk and punk rock and stuff like that. Oh, uh, so, cool. Yeah, uh, basically my band stole their idea and we just aged it more. <laughs> and we're like, well, we're gonna do because they're a little bit younger than oh, us, gotcha. so we're like, we're gonna do older stuff. The dad, we're more dads, yes. so. 
Um, well, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited to go back to Monkey Trench. It'll be fun to. So that's the studio there. that's in Bremerton. Yes. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going down to Monkey Trench. Yeah. I um, their singer has a big MXPX tattoo on his forearm. And I was like, well, do you guys want to go work there? And he's like, yes. So tell <laughs> like, for the listeners that don't know, MXPX at Monkey Trench, what's the connection there? So um, Monkey Trench was built, um, it's, it's Mike Carrera, who's the singer band leader for MXPX. Um, he purchased this old house. That, the, the studio is in the old Admiral's house at um, near uh, in Bremerton. There's a big naval yard there. Oh yeah, so um, it's it's kind of close to the water. Like, it doesn't really have a water view or anything, but it's kind of close to the shipyard and stuff. Um, but it's really accessible. Um, but it was built in like 1914 or okay. something like that. It's a really really old house, and it's it's been you know uh, you know updated and modernized and stuff. Okay. And then um, so Mike Herrera bought it uh, with the intent to turn it into a recording studio and like the headquarters for MXPX. Oh. Um, you know, just for them to kind of work out of, you know, it's, you know, it's his office slash recording studio for the band. So, you know, they store their gear down in the basement. Um, oh, gosh, I hope I'm not saying too much. Lucky you don't know where it is. So don't. Yeah, they don't publish the address and stuff, <laughs> but it's it's their headquarters. Um, and um, so uh, when Mike purchased the house, he reached out to Rick Vaughn. Um, who's uh, we, we met through Robert Link Studios. He's a mastering engineer and built studios. Mm-hmm. Um, he's built Ocean Sound Studios in Norway, which is oh, beautiful. like the coolest looking studio in the world. Um, so Rick knows his stuff. He's really smart, really good dude. And um, he went in and, and built it for Mike. And he's like, okay, well, you know, we're close to the close to the water and to the shipyard. So it's like they built like an RF ca- or a Faraday cage into the structure to like get oh. rid of all RF interference. Right. Um, you know, and then just wired up all the rooms with, you know, pat, um, you know, uh, patch points and stuff like yeah. that, you know, for, you know, mic cables and stuff like that and acoustically treated, you know, made, turned one of the bedrooms into the control room and a couple of the other bedrooms are tracking rooms and the living room is the live room and stuff. So it's pretty cool, you know, and it's just kind of an old punk house. And, um, uh, so yeah, so that's where it is. And my career splits his time between Bremerton and Texas, mm. um, Waco, Texas, I think, um, his family is on an episode of, um, oh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. What's that show? Oh, the house, house. renovation show? No, it's, what's it called? Um, where they go in and they find a house and renovate yeah. it and they look at <laughs> three of them. Uh, no, no, uh, it's... Uh, uh, love it or list it, right? No, no. it's flip it. Something and... F- no. Oh, love gosh. it or list it? No. No, that's the other one. <laughs> oh, what is it? <laughs> I have to look. Oh it my up gosh! Now. It's HGTV, right? It's on yeah, HGTV. It's on HGTV. Yeah. It's uh... the show is called Fixer Upper. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Fixer Upper. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, um, and it talks about their move to um, mm. to Waco, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a whole thing. Uh, but yeah, it was good. And uh, so yeah, so then Rick kind of he you know he he works out of there, and it's it's his studio now too, and. Uh, that's our connection to that facility, and um, you know, if band hits hits me up or hits us up to book a thing, um, you know, it's pretty affordable for the day. So mm-hmm. I just say these, you know, it's it's a good option to have. It's a fun place, and a lot of punk rock bands like to record there just because of the affiliation with MXPX and yeah. stuff. So, um, so yeah, I was really excited to go back there and and do some work. And um, uh, the dudes are a great band, great dudes, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty fun. Rad. 
Dope. Yeah. Go team. Cool. Yay. <laughs> right on. Well, <clears throat> we've got an exciting topic uh, for you guys today as I unlock my phone for notes. But before we get into what we all gathered here to speak about today, mm-hmm. I think the masses really want to know. What do they want to know? They want to know, what's, what's your signal change? What's your signal change? <laughs> Oh that was great. That was, that was so really good. good. Right on. Cool. Uh, so, Audrey, what are you talking into today? I'm talking into a lovely RE20 today. What? Yeah. What? what? I know. So out of the norm. Uh, that's <laughs> that's weird. That's bananas. Yeah. Uh, and that's going into our uh, 4710 Dpres. Yeah. Nice, nice. I'm talking into um, another one of Audrey's favorites, an SM57. Woo! Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Um, and that's also going into the 4710. Yeah. You guys are both on the tube side. Oh, and you're both being compressed right now. Well, that's fun. Cool. <laughs> All right. Is it Oops. slow or fast? Slow. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Oops. <laughs> hey, whatever. Yeah. And I am talking into uh, an uh, Audix i5, and I'm going into the 4710D Pre as well, uh, mm. full tube saturation. I'm not being compressed. Um, I'm very wide and dynamic. Go team. Which is funny because you're probably the one that should be compressed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody shut that dude up. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, and that's all going into our Antelope Orion uh, 32 plus generation three and going into our MacBook. Nope. That is a Mac mini, not a MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're doing logic again today. Yay. Because Jordan's happy. No. <laughs> I'm not even the one editing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I have to. I have to mess with it later. I'll figure uh, it out. Cool. It's good practice. Right on. Um. So yeah. Uh. Today we wanted to talk about probably one of another one of the main features. Uh. In mixing and even tracking. Yeah. Um. Because it really. I mean. It. It. it all of this. All of the stuff we do talks. You know. It affects the sound. But I would say this is something that probably affects the sound dramatically. Yeah. And that's EQ. Hmm. And there's a bunch of different ways to do it. There's a bunch of different philosophies about it um, on, you know, what, you know, how, what you should do and when you should do it and how you should do it and yada, 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 and a bunch of opinions and everyone's got opinions and stuff. Um, we'll share a couple of ours, uh, but, you know, we just, you know, we, again, we don't have enough time to talk about every little thing about EQ. Right. Um, but does anyone know what EQ stands for? Ooh, Equalizer. Is it not? Oh, equalization. Equalization. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's even an equalizer or in the act of equalization. Mm, okay. Yeah. Equalizes in it. <laughs> but when you say, I like that EQ, you're saying, I like that equalizer. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it can, I feel like it can be used. Well, yeah. Way. It's like there's either there's the equipment that does that, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or like the act. Active. The act. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a verb. Yes. Yeah. EQ. It is a verb. It's a EQ. Yeah. <laughs> a verb and a noun. Ooh. There. There we go. Some little English. I know. I just took a turn. <laughs> That's the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> I, know. I hope there's no English, English. majors listening. Yeah. They're just like, man, these are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see why you guys do with sound and yeah. not word. And why not you guys writing. press buttons. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, cool. Right on. Cool. Um, so, w- why do we EQ? Like, what do you guys use it for? What do you um, do, Audrey? <laughs> Tell us your secrets. My secrets. Uh, EQing, I use to either boost or cut frequencies that I like and or dislike. That's a good, solid... Yeah. <laughs> solid, yeah. yeah. Very distinct I mean, point short. Yeah. To the yeah point. Like, that's 
that's what I do. That's yeah. why I use it. Um, sometimes it's to actually like add an effect. Like there are such things as like they call it like a telephone EQ. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it is just for fun. Um, but most of the time it's to enhance the sound. Yeah. Word. Same. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I just, yeah. I just, uh, the way I view it is just cleaning up a mix. Like, just, yeah. you know, I, I go through and find the stuff I don't like first. Yeah. I, well, I was going to say, I think of EQ almost in two different categories. There's mm-hmm. the fixing EQ and there's the embellishment EQ. Yes. Right. In other, word, in other words, some people would consider it like subtractive EQ is fixing where it, not necessarily, but that's kind of what a lot of people think. And then additive EQ is more like enhancing. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Again, not yeah. exactly. There's obviously exceptions to that. But of course. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. Depends. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's different types of EQing. I, I call them EQing moves, mm. you know, or, or shapes or whatever. You know, you've got your, your shelving, which, you know, like cuts at a frequency and then boosts other stuff. But it puts it on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your high pass and low fast filter. Blah, blah, blah. Filters? Filters. <laughs> Filters. Which are uh, basically shelving EQs. Exactly. For anyone that doesn't know. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, um, you know, your your bell shape, bell curve, bell shape EQs or parametric type EQs and stuff, which, you know, you will, you have your, you know, your your Q ratio of like how, ooh, as, you bump, as I bump my mic stand, how wide of a boost or cut you're going to do, you know, and how many frequencies it covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's dynamic EQ, which kind of goes with like, you know, it combines EQing and compression. Uh, and then there's like your graphic equalization, which are kind of like fixed points and f- fixed frequencies and cutting and boosting in there too. So a mm-hmm. bunch of different, you know, bunch of different ways to skin that cat. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's fun. I, I enjoy, I love like doing the EQ sweep and finding like the nasty frequencies and just getting rid of it. Getting it's rid of really that. satisfying. It's satisfying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you did. So, so what Gavin said was EQ, I think has a big a- impact on the sound. And I would say other than, I would agree with that other than like the performance and the microphone and the room that you're in, I think EQ probably has the biggest impact on the sound. What would you, what do you guys think? Yeah. 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 Cause like like in the mixing process or recording either one yeah but just what has the biggest impact on the sound other than I mean EQ yeah is definitely yeah. gonna yeah because comp- compression will can do weird stuff and can you know obviously can can enhance things and it can make stuff sound bad but you're still gonna know what it is you know like you over compress a piano it's not really changing yeah the overall like root of the sound right, right. yeah but if you EQ like just just obliterate something with eq like you're gonna be like I, it, it could make something completely indecipherable right yeah. exactly yeah. yeah yeah like that telephone eq you were talking yes. about or something like that yeah yeah that's pretty cool um so yeah and you know and uh people will use those i've seen some people will use them just kind of like a, as like a weird center mic on uh drums and they'll just like nuke them with the uh with a compressor and it gets like this weird crunchy crispy sound or something yeah, yeah. It's fun. Cool. EQ is fun. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Once it's not scary anymore. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That it can be. Especially when you're tracking. Especially, yeah. yeah, if you're doing it while you're tracking, I'm still scared of it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll usually, what I do, depending on time, is I'll go through and, like, I'll find, like, when I'm getting levels, 
I'll at least find, I'll, I'll do like one subtractive EQ move. Right. Just to get rid of, like, I know for sure I don't want this. Right. You know, yeah. and then it's usually like we have something, you know, a lot more workable. I, um, I was going to say the same thing. Whenever I'm tracking, I'm usually um, trying to subtract something and I'll save the enhancements for the mixing process. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's also like safe just in terms of like making sure you don't clip while tracking. Right. You're adding. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, you're still adding gain. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. So, yeah, it's fun. So, you know, there's, you know, it does a thing. Um, there's a whole heap of EQ plugins and stuff now, too. Uh, Slate just came out with this Infinity EQ, uh, which is just like a really flexible, versatile graphic equalizer or visual equalizer where you can kind of see the overall yeah, like waveforms of everything. Um, so I've been playing with that a bit. It's really cool. I've made some stuff sound kind of neat. Uh, I've also made stuff sound like hot garbage. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really powerful. <laughs> it reminds me of of the stock plugin in Logic, the EQ, and it also Fab Filter. It yeah, reminds me of those. Yeah, two. yeah. I think that's kind of their version of it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Everyone just kind of makes the same their own brand of the same thing, basically. Yeah. Um, which is fine, you know, like I have it. it, it looks cool, it works really smooth, it sounds good, you know, yeah. um, you know, I threw it on a stereo mix of a few things just to see what it did and I was like, cool, it's, it does a thing, this is great, go team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of tools and hardware, both digital, uh, and in, in IRL, uh, that do EQs and, um, there's a few that are just kind of like synonymous with doing it. Um, Jordan, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Pultec EQs? Because yeah. I think you're a fan of those. I've yet to really play with one. Um, I have, so hot, well, not hot take. What? What's the? A little, a little gossip, some tea. Some tea, I guess. I've never tea. used a real one. So oh. <laughs> I don't know. Still, yeah. <laughs> but I've yeah. used the plugins. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Pulse Tech EQ is, I believe, I was trying to confirm this online. I believe it's the first, one of the first EQs. I'd go with that, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, it's definitely up there as part of, you know, one of the first, definitely. Um, but it was, so Pol let's talk about Poltec really quickly. It's, it was started in 1951 and I actually didn't realize this until I researched this, but the whole time Poltec was a company, it was only run by two people the entire time. Oh, wow. And these two guys, it was, uh, Ollie Summerland and Gene Shank. And they did all of the production responsibilities, marketing, sales, engineering, everything. Wow. Themselves, which is awesome. Like, that's crazy. Um, so they uh, obviously they created the EQP one, which is the original kind of Poltec EQ. The one that people think of nowadays, though, is is the EQP one or sorry, EQP dash one A um, is the the kind of their revision to it. Mm -hmm. um, so the differences between the two, the EQP one, um, the flaw with the unit is there was no gain stage in it. So when you um, inserted that into your path signal path, you would actually get a minus 16 db um, holy cow loss. Wow. so because of that you had to pair the eqp-1 with a preamp oh. and so a lot of people um as much as they loved the eqp-1 it was difficult to use and also interesting because you had to pair it with a with a mic pre and as we know the mic pre can also add its own color and sound totally yeah. so it's kind of like defeating the purpose a little bit it's like well i love the way this eq sounds but then it's like you're also going to add a pre to it so it's it, so anyways 
That's why they created a new revision, the EQP-1A, and this adds a gain stage to it. So it's um, completely a lossless, like when you insert it and you take it out, it's no gain level change changes in your mix, which is awesome because you can cool. A, A and B it. Yeah. I'm going to actually see what's happening. So <laughs> that when that came out, it just like the whole industry was taken back by it. And they were just like, we all have to get this. This is incredible. Because it was the first time you really could do that. Yeah. Um, and also that that mic pre, or the, the pre that's in the EQP-1A is also one of the big reasons why people love the sound of it uh-huh. because it's a tube gain stage. Yeah. So that's what's actually giving the EQP-1A its distinctive color is really this gain stage Yeah. that's in it. Um, so the design of it, um, it's, it's fairly simple when you look at it, actually. The design of it, there's kind of two sections. There's the low frequency section and the high frequency section. Um, so the low frequency section is a shelving EQ that Gavin was talking about earlier. Um, a shelving EQ basically means that anything above or below, depending on where it is, um, anything uh, for so for this, it's a low frequency shelving EQ. So anything below what what you set it to will be either boosted or cut. Um, so there's four options with the low frequency. There's a 20, 30, 60, and 100 hertz for your low cut, um, or you can boost it as well. So it's both a boost and a cut option on that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, the high frequency side is a little bit different. Um, it fe- features boost peaking, a boost peaking EQ, which is basically a bell curve. Um, uh, okay. So that you have op- you have seven options. You have three, four, five, eight, 10, 12, and 16 kilohertz are your options. And you can both, so you can boost up to six or 18 decibels. Um, and there's also a bandwidth, also known as a Q control so you can control how wide or how narrow, wide or narrow. Okay. you want to boost which cool. is pretty cool nice. um also with the high frequency section there's also a separate attenuation knob so that's a little bit different different than the low frequency the low frequency knob is both both a boost and a cut um and i'll talk about that in a second you can actually play some really cool games where you're boosting and cutting the same frequency and that's yeah. the secret to actually this eq and i'll talk about that in a second but um the high frequency has two separate controls there's a boost and a cut and they're completely separate from one another yeah um and you can you can choose the actual like um frequency for both mm-hmm. um so that was pretty cool the so going back to what i was saying about boosting and cutting technically the manual says not to boost and cut the same frequency however pretty much every engineer that's used this eq has boosted and cut at the same frequency <laughs> because you can <laughs> because you can yeah um so what actually happens is, uh, over the years, engineers have, have dis- discovered that you can boost and cut the same frequency. And this is because the boost has actually more gain than the attenuation has cut. So the two controls affect slightly different... Oh, also the two controls affect slightly different frequencies, even though technically they're not supposed to. Yeah. So this is something that I would encourage you, anyone at home, to try, like with the plugin at home. Um, see how it, how it sounds to you, because it's kind of hard to describe what the sound is like. But it's a great way to add like a lot of meatiness to your low end without adding muddiness. Okay. It's kind of what most people would describe it as. Because you can boost that low end to get that oof, that girth and that yeah. beef. But then also all of a sudden your mix is all of a sudden muddy. So then yeah. you cut a little bit of the muddy frequencies and all of a sudden it just adds this clarity, but it's still this huge low end. Mm-hmm. So that's a trick that a lot of people will use the EQP for. Yeah. I, the way I would think it too is like, you know how like, like bass can, like a bass guitar or bass frequency yeah. can be kind of tricky because like you want like kind of that low end and, and depending on what you're doing, you either, you know, you want it to either be like really full, you know, or cut through or something like that. But right. like low end, you know, those, those waves are really big. They take up a lot of space and it, it can muddy things up. So I'm thinking, oh, well you'd cut up to like, 
you know, like you'd set it to 80 where it cuts everything up to 80, but then like you'd boost 80. So you get that little jump, little jump, yeah. you know, and then just kind of like taper down everything else, you know, exactly. and it doesn't clash with like your kick drum and stuff. Cause that's the classic, Oh, your bass drum and kick drum are kind of canceling or bass guitar and kick drum are kind of canceling each other out. Yeah. They're fighting. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly the, yeah. the the thing that people use this a lot for. Um, the high end of this uh, EQ is also really magical and special. And so people also, aside from what we were talking about with the low end, a lot of people will use this on their final mix bus for their processing, just to add a little sparkle, as I would like to call it. Sure. Um, a little high end boost, a little like maybe a two decibel boost at the high end from like eight kilohertz or yeah. 16 even or something, just a little sparkle on the end. It adds a shimmer. It adds a little air, as people would like to call it. Maybe, depending on how low you go, it adds a little bit more presence. Mm -hmm. It adds more of a hi-fi quality to your mix. So if you don't want a hi-fi quality, then don't do this. But if you want that modern, not modern necessarily, but like a modern slash vintage sound, mm -hmm. where it feels high fidelity, but it still has that vintage quality to it, that's what I would use the EQP for. Cool. Is to add that shimmer, that modern like bright quality that we're used to, but also still have that cool vintage warmth to it. Cool. So that's, that's kind of the EQP. Um... In addition to the EQP-1A, there also is the MEQ-5, and you often see these two paired together. The MEQ-5 was um, an answer to the missing middle range to the EQP-1A. Because like okay. I said, there's only a low and a high end on the EQP-1A. So they decided, Pultec decided to create another unit that would kind of fill in the middle frequencies. Sure. So that's what the MEQ-5 is. Um, I guess MEQ mid EQ. EQ. I'm probably, you're right. I mean, that's, I didn't look into that, but that's probably what it is. Yeah. Um, and in EQP, EQ, Poltec. Heck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. But, um, so yeah, so there, let's see, the the left, so there's two, let's see, I think there's two ranges. The left band ranges from 20 hertz to one kilohertz and only has the ability to boost, whereas the other one is 200 hertz to seven kilohertz. It only has the ability to dip. However, as you probably noticed, these bands overlap. Like yeah. you can have one cutting and one. So you can do exactly what we just talked about, the same thing where you can boost and cut the same frequency. Interesting. But in the middle, which yeah. is cool. So if you're yeah. if something's going on in the middle, you can apply that same thing. So it's a really cool um, addition to the EQP. And you'll often, honestly, like the one... Like Logic has a version of it. It's called their 2BQ. I think it's an under their... Um, vintage eq collection which is fan freaking tastic by the way yeah um they have when you open that up it's both the eq-p-1a and the meq-5 in the same plugin cool um and and i think like the plugin alliance version is the same this uh i think the waves version is the same as well a yeah. lot of the plugins you'll just honestly see them everything yeah. yeah you see because it's like at that point just pair them together they're basically yeah. one unit at that point yeah. but anyway so that's the eq-p-1a and the eq uh, meq-5 cool there are um they have a tube gain stage in them, which adds a really cool uh, color. And if you want a little bit of like harmonic distortion going on, um, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people love them. They're very smooth. They're very simple to use. Um, the interface, the front of them is very simple. It's not overwhelming. Um, so fantastic EQ. I love Pultec EQs, at least the plugin versions that I've used. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like legit. I mean, there's a lot of people that make hardware clones of those. Right. Um, like if you find like a vintage, they're like Fairchild compressors. Like if you find an old legit one, they're they're stupid expensive. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's like don't bother using it because like what if you break it? Oh no. Yeah. 
Yeah, Fairchilds are awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Show. Yeah, uh, Audrey, what's one of your favorite um, EQs to use? Um, my favorites are the API 500 series, Ooh. which I also kind of think at this point are like a staple in most studios mm-hmm. just because of the fact that API makes everything modular. So they're really easy to create a rack mount out of. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love them. I love the fact that they come in, you know, different styles of EQ. You can create a completely customized rack. Um, but I think that they're also still really simple and really clean. Um and yeah. So walk cool. us through what it kind of looks like, like the topography. I guess is the word. Yeah. Like- um. So they're pretty classic. They're gonna be the classic like um pots. So you're gonna have your high your high frequencies, mid frequency or high mid frequencies, uh low mid frequencies, and then your lows. Um and then they kind of work in a double pot. So you have your I think it's frequencies on the bottom and then. Uh, boost and cut on top or is it the opposite something like yeah, I, honestly I think you're remember. right yeah. yeah i think you're right i think yeah. it's frequencies and then the boost and cut on top yeah um so they're pretty simple um they're i love them because my technique in eqing is definitely sweeping the pot mm-hmm. and they make it really easy and concise and simple yeah. to do yeah. um so i think that they're kind of one of the most like entry-level user-friendly eqs out there in totally. my opinion yeah it's kind of more of a broad eq in a sense, right? Yeah, because you don't have a bell um, curve. Right. Uh, or the Q. Q. Yeah. 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 Um, so you can't really adjust that. It's very much just like a set um, width of band. Yeah. I don't want to say bandwidth, but like a Q. Range or, yeah, yeah, range. And then you kind of just have to work with that, mm-hmm. um, which can be a little bit tricky, but also I think simplifies it. And if anything, yeah. you just get to know frequency ranges a lot easier yeah. and faster through it. I do think... <sighs> If I remember correctly, um, and I think it was kind of an unintentional thing that happened, but the more you boost or cut, the cue gets narrower. I vaguely remember that. I yeah. think that it, yeah, I think yeah. that is true. <laughs> but it was like, but I, I don't think they meant for it to do that. I mean, maybe they did. I, I don't know. I think it's just the way, yeah, it that it kind of ended up happening. Yeah, just happening. the way it, it did. It's like the more you boost it, it was like the, the cue got narrower. So there's right. probably someone, like someone listening to this is probably like fuming because that I got it wrong. That was the opposite. No, <laughs> it was completely intentional. <laughs> Mr. API wanted it that way. Um, Mr. API. Mr. API. Bob API yeah. <laughs> wanted it that way. Is Mr. API here? Can I talk to him? I need to see you to the manager. <laughs> that reminds me of for any Office fans when when he calls Wendy, Michael calls Wendy, and the lady's like, um, this is a Wendy's restaurant. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, oh, cause cause Kevin was setting him up to like for a girl to talk to or whatever. Oh. And then they're like, This is a Wendy's restaurant. And then he ends up just like ordering food. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, there, so there is, so you said it was the 500 series. Yeah, the 500 series. There's another one. There's a, is it a 4 or 300? Well, there's the 550A, the 550B. The 550B. And then there's a graphic one. That's the And 560. I can't remember what the. 560? The 560, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so the 550A is the three, um, what's the word? Q, three, three, three frequencies. Three, bands. Yeah. Three band, three, three pots, band, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, three band. That's what it is. Yeah, three band, and, and then, then the B is the all four. Yeah, all four. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a high, high mid, high low, low. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That one kicks ass. I love that one. That one's cool. I don't so think. Works. Yeah, we've all used the five fifty A Bs. I think we they use have... the B. 
At Robert Lang. Robert Lang's yeah. the f- and they have bees. It's four. They have four? Yeah. I'm almost positive it's three. I don't I know. I'm wrong. second guessing myself. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. No, whatever. <laughs> One of the other ones. Um, yeah. I've used both just because I use them in school. Yeah. We yeah. had both no, versions sure. and then we also had the graphics. Yeah. Um, and I actually really love their graphic EQ as well. I think that's another really, just in general, a graphic EQ is really user friendly because yes. it's really obvious and you're just like going up and down a, a little thing. thing and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a good way to get um, started with EQing. Totally. I heard their graphic EQs is also a, a great one for adding that sparkle as well. Mm-hmm. That high end oh, kind of sure. shimmer. Yeah. Um, that's at least what Jaquel Tristan. Hi, Jaquel. That's what hey, he told Jaquel. me. Hope you're well. Um, yeah. Enjoy your horses. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because I've also seen that used as well to um, on like mix buses. Yeah. To add some of that nice sheen on top. Well, yeah, because so. APIs have the three, um, three mix buses in it, mm. and so that's why people get like the mix and match EQs and um, compression mm. and stuff is because they want to be able to layer. And, and oh, nice. cool. Yeah. APIs for the win. Go team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, those probably came out pretty much the same time as the pre's and stuff. I, who cares? If you want to know all the ish, history, we have we have a thing about consoles or use an internet and you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's my new thing. I'm more hostile. Hostile Gavin 2020. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I like to use uh, SSL type EQs, parametric EQs, mm. um, <clears throat> as my voice breaks again. Uh most commonly used, like on the uh, 4000 series, uh, those are probably the most well known um, SSL type EQs mm-hmm. where you can select your Q ratio, you know, how, how big or wide of a sweep you're going to make. Um, and then, you know, select your frequency and boost and cut accordingly. They have uh, high pass, low fast uh, filters on there. It's kind of all self contained. You have all, all the different types of, you know, shapes and moves you mm-hmm. can do on there. Um, and uh yeah so you know they have their high pass and low pass filters you have your um high mid and low mid filters that you can boost and cut accordingly and then you have your high filter and low filter which is you know your your shelving basically um and they're all versatile they all have kind of different flavors and colors and everything um there's you know the brown knob which is the most uh famous regarded kind of british voiced eq um which is kind of what's more more sought after, and then you have the pink knob and orange knob and black knob and and everything and a bunch of different colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kind of do the same thing. All kind of voiced a little bit differently. Um, but I'd say I think the most current one um, is the most sought after is either the orange or brown knob. Mm. Those are the ones people really really like. And um, those I believe the new SSL Origin console has the eq is very similar to the 4000 g series um yes. types of eqs um which probably does the same probably similar topography and stuff um just lower voltage because it's 120 and not 240 or whatever 210 whatever um again being hostile about stuff <laughs> um but yeah i use it a lot too because again uh, i'm a big subtractive eq person it's you know when you clean it up that kind of makes room for everything else that sounds good. Right. And then you don't have to boost as much. So you're not just cranking, you know, you're not adding a bunch of unnecessary gain. Um, so it's just a much easier, um, you know, song to work with, uh, project to work with. And, uh, but yeah, no, they, they do the thing. Um, again, this is probably a really often imitated, uh, EQ both in hardware 
uh, and digitally. I know DBX does a very similar type of EQ and they do like a 500 series. Um, because it's just, it's versatile. It's pretty clean. Um, it adds a bit of color, um, but it's not like over the top, you know, cause you're really just wanting something that's kind of more transparent just to kind of clear it up or, or enhance it a little bit. Um, but yeah, SSL's tight. You should use their stuff. Yeah. Sponsor SSL. us. Yeah. <laughs> I think just to clarify the top, uh, frequency and the bottom frequency can be either shelving or, um, bell. Yes, yes, there is a button. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. If you really need to do it, but yeah, uh, I I find myself that I any time that I use those, I usually just do the shelving. I don't often do the bell mm. for whatever reason, but maybe that's why I'm terrible at my job. <laughs> I'm not. Hire me. <laughs> I, you, I was like, I don't think you're terrible. Yeah, thank but you. that is definitely. I think out of all the three we've talked about so far, with the exception of maybe the graphic EQ, although I think that's still easy to use. I think the SSL is probably the most complicated. Maybe? I would say so. I think it has the most twists and turns to yeah. it that you can customize. Yeah, really. it's it's not obvious. It has the biggest uh, learning curve, I feel yes. like. Yeah. 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 Because I remember the first time I ever saw that, I was like, this is complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've used like the graphic EQ and logic like a million times, which is now way more complicated than SSL. But at the time it was just like, what is going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> it's not just one knob or one one switch or whatever that yeah. does something. Like you're using three things to do one thing. Right. Um yeah. But yeah, the the variety is, um, you know, what you can accomplish with those is really really cool. Right. So yeah, um, I use the slate stuff a lot, and you know you you know it's the visual, virtual mix rack, and you can kind of like layer everything. So what right. I, what I'll do a lot of the time is I'll have uh, an API and an SSL EQ in there. Right. And I'll kind of subtract stuff with the API because they're they're fixed, and then I'll go through and just kind of like either add shimmer or clean up any other lingering stuff with an SSL EQ and it sounds kind of cool. Right. So it's it's handy, you know. It's, it's a good chain. Um just one of the things you can do um with with a computer and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Sweet. So, so that's what, EQ. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jordan. No, I was going <laughs> to say, well, I would just wanted to quickly I mean, we kind of started the conversation at the beginning, but there's a couple um like tips and tricks at least on my end that I can share, like things that I like to do. Not that yeah. I'm the best at EQing, but sure. just, hey, it's yeah. another thing you can think about, at least. Um, the two most common moves that I find I make when I'm mixing, at least, is I'm usually cutting somewhere between 500 to 300, yeah. somewhere in that muddy range, and I'm usually boosting somewhere between 6 to 8 kilohertz and shelving EQ. Yeah. Um, and then I'll usually taper off towards the end, like 17 kilohertz and up, I'll add kind of a, a sl sl slow, like, shelving EQ that's that's cutting. Yeah. So you don't get any of that really, really high, like S's and whatever that are just like, yeah. really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll do that. So it, I like to play a lot of fun games. Uh, I find a lot of my mixes really benefit from cutting out that, that mid, low mid area. Yeah. A lot of times the biggest problem I notice in people's mixes is it's either too muddy or it's not clear enough and yeah. I can't hear all the instruments. The biggest thing you can do is people will say it's called carving out space for each instrument. And yeah. part of that is really that low end, especially carving out, um, you know, like an acoustic guitar is famous for being really boomy in the low end, especially yep. if you mic it like right at the sound hole. Mm -hmm. So you might just want to cut a bunch of that out. And it might sound a little odd when it's soloed, but then when you have everything in your bass and your kick drum and all that extra low end that's already in your mix, yeah. you go... I didn't need that low end to begin with. It yeah. sounded great when we were recording. Yeah, there's plenty of times where when I'm setting up an acoustic guitar and I'm just testing it, I'm like, that sounds really tinny. Right. Like, why does it sound so tinny? And yeah. then I'm like, oh, okay. 
once it's in the mix, it needs that tin to kind of like mm-hmm. break through, through everything. Yeah, yeah. through exactly. And that's kind of the sound we're used to. And I think a lot of people, like Gavin, I know you like bright guitars, right? I do. Kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that that really helps with that. Yeah. Um, I know us with vocals, so that's one thing I do with with guitars is cut down like low mids if it needs it. Uh, with vocals, I almost always find myself unless I'm recording with like a Sony 800, which is already or like a 251, which are already really bright. Super bright, yeah. Um, I'm almost always adding something to the high end with an additional um, de-esser. So usually what I'll do is I'll apply a de-esser first to cut down all the sibilance and then I'll boost the high end. So which is a filter in itself. The de-esser? Yeah, de-essers are a type of EQ filter. Um, Right? And compressor. And compressor. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a actually more of a compressor. It's, oh really? It's a it's a like a think of it as a multi brand compressor that's only compressing one frequency range or a small oh, frequency okay. range. Cool. Yeah. Um, the idea is it technically it's in the compressor category even on in Logic. Interesting. It's, yeah. Oh okay. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So normally what I'll do is I'll use like an, a deesser at the beginning to tame the sibilance because when you do boost that high end, you run the risk of all those s's and t's really yeah. cutting through. Spitty. Really spitty, especially if you have a certain singer that like is has really spitty s's. Um, so you got to be careful with that. So what I find is is if you add the deesser first and then you boost, you're not boosting any of those like s's. It's already been cut out. So there's some really fun games you can play with that. Also another thing that I learned from Rachel Field at Resonant Audio. Shout out Rachel. Hey. Um, hey girl, hey. Hey girl. Um, but she, uh, and I, I learned this with, with serial compression, but I didn't even think about it until I saw Rachel with EQ, but there's also serial EQ as well. Yeah. So what she does with EQing is she says, you instead of making like one big drastic um, boost, like let's just say you're going to boost 100K right by like t- three decibels, okay? You could do that with one plug. I mean 100 hertz? 100. I don't think anyone's going to boost 100,000 100, <laughs> I, I meant to say 1K. Okay. 1K oh, or 100, okay. 1,000 hertz. Okay. 1K, let's just say 1K. You're going to yeah. boost three decibels at 1K. Yeah. Okay. You could do that with one plugin and just boost and call it good. But what Rachel taught me is sometimes, especially if you want a more natural sound or you're going for something that you don't really notice, but it's there, like adding that high-end boost, that's something that can be easily too much and you go, oh my gosh, there's so much high-end like hiss and S and ah. So if you do serial EQ and you apply a couple different ones and you boost with eq1 you boost 1 db at 1 kilohertz and the next one you boost 1 db and the next one you boost 1 db it's still a 3 db boost Mm -hmm. but instead of doing it with one eq you do with three and even if you start mixing like you do like a 2bq and whatever you can get all these different colors and sounds that add to it but also is still very natural sounding so if you one of my tricks to get a really high fidelity like really clean sounding mix is to do that on like your mix bus or on your vocals or anything that you really want to cut through the mix is a like layer your EQs and, and like cut a little bit and then boost and try different like layerings of different yeah. EQs and it creates some really cool sounds and you can get a really really because for a long time I was like how do these people get like these really clean sounding mixes I just don't get it yeah and I started doing that and I was like okay oh, okay yeah it really cleans up yeah yeah it's more than just one thing and calling it good there's always yeah. layers to it yeah so there's yeah. layers to this player <laughs> yeah tiramisu. Tiramisu. So anyways, that's just a couple things that I wanted to share just that I've learned in the last like six months Yeah, that I've really just changed the way I think about EQ because for a long time EQ has always been something that I would just kind of throw up and forget and not yeah. really like worry too much about it. Yeah. Like for a long time I would just throw up like a high shelf EQ on my vocals and just be like, yay, it's airy and clean and clear and everything sounds great. But then later listening back, I'm like, yeah, but all my S's sound like shit and or crap, sorry. 
And um, it sounds like shit crap. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever. So, anyways, yeah. yeah, those are just some some tips and tricks that I have to share. Yeah, yeah. I it's that's such. There's no. I think forums like Reddit has killed audio engineering for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Because you always have you have people that are coming in harmlessly asking for advice. Oh no! Which is just strike one. Yeah. Never ask for advice on the internet. <laughs> and then you have everyone. You know, you have people of different generations and different skill oh, sets and different genre. You know that like, well, it works for you know hip hop, but it might not not necessarily work for metal or something like that. But they also believe that they're a hundred percent right. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of like, oh, you you need to do this. You know, you need to uh, 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 high pass your bass guitar, except for when you don't need to, and do everything in parallel, except for when you don't need to, and you know, twelve k boost on vocals, except for when you don't need to, and yeah, you know, it's there's no hard. F- there's again, there's like there's cool tips and tricks, and right. like serial general rules. And yeah, like there's you know, like yes, you know, like subtractive EQ is always gonna work. You're always gonna it's always gonna enhance something you know, or, or, or work for you. Um, except for when it doesn't, you right. know, you might not need to. Um, but it's, it's definitely play with it, see what happens with it. And then, and then, you know, um, ignore the internet and just play with it. And if it sounds good, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I get so frustrated on those forums. Yeah. There's so much misinformation and people that like, People, the biggest thing that I don't like is when people comment and they don't know the answer and they're just like, well, I'm just assuming it's this. And I'm like, yeah, but do you actually know? You're just yeah. Like, why did you comment? Yeah. And yeah, so it's just like the number one comment I see with Logic is people will, their sample rate of their session is different from the audio that they import. And what happens is if you import, like say your session's at 96 or 92, whatever, 96, um, and you import audio, that's like at 44.1. Logic will show you a pop-up right at the beginning that says your sample rate is different from your audio. Do you A, want to change your project settings to match your audio, or do you want to convert your audio to match the sample rate? Either one will produce fine results. Whatever. It'll fix it, yeah. But what most people do is they see a pop-up and hit cancel. And then the audio goes into their DAW, and the sample rate doesn't match. <laughs> so then what happens is if your sample rate is higher than the audio, your audio is slower, or yeah. vice versa. So yeah. so many times I see people comment on like the Facebook forums and stuff like, why is my audio like playing 20 times faster? And there's you scroll through and everyone's like, well, it's probably your interface. It's probably this. It's probably blah, blah, blah. And there's like, and it's usually just the simplest. And then answer. I comment and go, it's just your sample rate. Fix it. And the guy goes, awesome. That fixed it. And there's like streams and streams of just yeah. wrong comment after wrong comment after yeah. wrong comment. That's not what yeah. it is. It has nothing to do with what's going on. Why are you commenting? That's also, the pay source. attention to your pop-ups when you're in a DAW. Yeah, yes. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> They're there this for a isn't reason. Like, yeah, you're not like on Google. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's something wrong. Yeah. Listen to it. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Thank you, Audrey. <laughs> yeah. It's not telling yeah. you Viagra. Pay yeah, attention. it's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's not spam. It's, yeah. it's, it's real. There. Something is broken. Yeah. You need to fix it. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah. No, that's a cool trick. And yeah, I, I I stumbled upon like the kind of serial EQ unintentionally. Like right. I didn't mean to do it. And it's like, well, this is doing one thing, but I still want to see what else I can do. So I'll add another EQ and do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, it does a thing. It does stuff really cool. So. Yeah, no, I found it, it really helps, um, especially, especially the, to really take your mix to like that next level. Yeah. Um, it's for me that's that's what's done it yeah. is kind of like I feel like my EQ game is now so much stronger because I've learned this new method of EQ. Yeah. 
but cool. that's just me. So there you go. Play with EQ. Don't listen to the internet. Listen to us, even though we're on the internet. <laughs> no, uh, you can listen to the internet. The internet has great stuff, but you got to use your brain yeah. when you're reading stuff. You need to EQ out the bullshit. <laughs> you need, yeah, there you go. You need a filter, high-pass filter of that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right on, guys. Well, yeah, um, it's pretty rad. Um, let us know if you guys you know, have any EQing tips and tricks or favorite types of stuff that you like to use. Um plugins, hardware, or whatever, let us know. Reach out, DM us, shoot us an email. We'll keep the conversation going um, about all sorts of stuff. Or if you've backtracked and you've listened to like our mic pre's and consoles or microphones EQs or compression EQs or, or uh, compression podcasts, um, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> not making any sense today, I'm sorry. <laughs> Checked out. Checked out. <laughs> uh, yeah, like our uh, old, you know, our other kind of, you know, brief history types of... Uh, podcast that we've done definitely reach out and check them out um i have a question for you guys what's up what is your number one used eq plugin slate i was gonna say yeah slate ssl eq yeah the or i'll use the um brainworks channel strip the ssl 4000 channel strip Mm -hmm. um if I'm just kind of doing everything, you know, EQ, but you know, yeah. it's got the you know, got gate compression, yada yada. Like it's yeah. the channel strip. I just like how easy Slate makes it to do things like mm. uh, the layering, like layered EQ and yeah. layered compression and stuff. Yeah. Like it's just so, so yeah. simple. Yeah. <laughs> and like you can either use just on EQ, you know, just like a single thing to do the thing, right? You know, or you can like use the entire mix rack to be like, oh, well, I'll just EQ and then I'll put a compressor on it, and right. then I've got like a tube saturator and. You know, you can just like have your own, you know, um, you know, your own processing chain kind of right. self-contained in one plug-in too. Um, but yeah, that's that's usually what I go to. Works nice, good. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? Um, most of the time, I'll start out with just the stock um, graphic EQ and Logic because it doesn't impart any sound at all. It's just an EQ and that's yeah. it. So I always start with that, and then if I want to add some sort of color or sound, then I'll go towards like. The graphic e- or not the graphic the um the tube EQ and the vintage collection in Logic it's the Poltec their Poltec yeah. cool. um I'll go to that often um those are probably the two that I use oh uh the um ninety what's in our plugin alliance the ninety thirty uh twenty ninety eight twenty ninety eight yes that one's pretty EQ. good too that one works really good on bass guitar I'll use it works great on everything, everything. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great um I use that as well those are the three the ones that I really go towards but the stock EQ is just my standard go-to EQ whenever I feel like I needed to add some sort of color or anything I'll go towards the tube EQ um if I feel like I'm not getting what I need from either of those then my next step is to go to that 2090 yeah. yeah um I'll also add that like a lot on like my mix bus or something too yeah. I've been experimenting with the Pultec EQ a little bit more though because it's so cool and I love it yeah. And there's a dry feature on it too, which I like. All of the vintage uh, EQ and Logic have this dry feature, which is basically harmo- harmonic distortion. So you can choose how much color you want cool. in the sound as well, which is cool. That's pretty awesome. um, definitely, if you're putting that on your mix bus, little, little bit is little all bit. you need. It's <laughs> a little pinch. Like two, two decibels of that, yeah. of that distortion. That's cool. Right on, guys. Well, I'm going to make a hard right now. Okay. Uh, so, kids... Um, your mother and I. <laughs> Are we having the talk? We're having the talk. Oh no! Uh, when a man stops loving, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> um, so uh, Jordan, Audrey, and I, we we've been discussing and we've been having a blast doing the podcast. Yeah. But we're we're gonna we're gonna pump the brakes on it. 
Um, it's been great, and we've learned a lot um, just doing research. We've learned a lot just, you know, doing a podcast in general. Uh, and we've also been doing it for pretty much a year straight. Yeah, about. Um, we've yeah. been pretty consistent every two weeks. It's been coming out. Um, so we're going to pump the brakes on it. Um, this is kind of more of an ex- long-term experiment to see, you know, how this would benefit our business, um, you know, benefit Three Moons Audio. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, good to you know, build clients with, you know, are Outreach we getting to community to the community? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's worked out some, you know, but it's, um, it could be better. Um, so uh, we're, um, shelving EQ pun <laughs> <laughs> the podcast for a bit. We're going to kind of reevaluate it. Um, it's not going away forever, but yeah. we're just going to pump the brakes on it. Um, just a little just break. break. Yes. Yeah, you know, um, just so we can focus chiefly is we've all kind of have stuff going on. Yeah, we're, we're getting busier. A bit busier. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's that going on. Um, you know, we want to be able to focus on more projects, um, you know, both individually and together. Um, we also, we're going to try and venture out and make more content. Um, you know, you've seen some of the three lunar base sessions that we've done with, uh, till sunrise and, uh, Taylor and, uh, we've got one coming out, uh, as well with Lucas, um, so it'd be cool to kind of do more of that stuff and make some more kind of more produced looking video content so you can have something to watch uh, as well as listen to. Um, we've been toying around the idea of doing like a more produced podcast where it's, you know, like it's been fun to just kind of hit sit down and shoot the shit and, you know, talk with each other. Um, it's helped us kind of, you know, I, I, I'd say we're even closer now mm-hmm. than when yeah. we were. Previously, because you know we have stupid inside jokes, and we we saw Audrey become the analog bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Oh my gosh! Is this now like looking back? Exactly. Like- yeah. Now it's like looking back on your life. You know. So you know we've seen a lot. Of, we you guys. This has been a really cool chronicle of like yeah. when we very first started. Like, all right, we we're starting a business. To you know, we've been around for a year now. Yeah. Uh, it's been really cool. Um, and now we're just gonna try and do some more experiments to see, you know, interact with people. Um, you know, obviously chiefly, no lie, we, we, we want to drum up business too, you know, but in a way that's genuine for us, you know, so like we don't want to pander, we don't want to beg or whatever, but we want people to, you know, if they like us and see how we interact, um, with each other, um, you know, we want them to feel comfortable working with us and trusting us with their, with their art, uh, which is a big, it's a big deal. Um, it's, it's, we don't, we don't take this shit lightly. Right. Um, and neither should you. Um, so, uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for new stuff that's coming forward. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, um, uh, this is the last in phase for a while. Um, but we'll have some more stuff coming your way. Just keep your eyes and ears open and, uh, we'll, we'll spam you when it comes out for sure. Yeah. Two things that we are pretty much positive that we're going to do that's kind of related to you guys listening is we definitely want to do some sort of interview and or video with Margot. Um, which you should be on the lookout for. And then we're still, um, even during our hiatus, we still want to do, I think, a women in audio type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whether it's a video or an interview or another podcast, like a special episode or something. Um, We're trying trying to do something with that. So be on the lookout for that as well. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And then whatever comes up, we'll have some cool stuff going on. Yeah. So... um, I don't know, but I'm, I thank you for anyone that's listened, that's subscribed, yes. that cares. Um, it really means a lot. Uh, we thank didn't, you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing when we started. It's like, well, we're just no, going to get together and 
shoot the shit and see what happens. And I want to uh, shout out to my cousin Kylie if she's listening. Hi, Kylie. Hi, Thanks for listening. Yeah. She's not an audio engineer and she's listened to like every episode, Thank <laughs> which is you. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. She's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my wife likes it too. So, um, but yeah, it's been fun. And um, so for the last, not for the last time, but, um, you know, till now, for now, for now, uh, guys, do you have an artist of the week? What's your artist of no. the week? <laughs> no. Um, I have one. Go for I'll it. I'll go first. Go for it. Yeah. Okay, my artist of the week, who I've been listening to this week, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of bummed out. I was prepping for the Bikini Kill concert next uh, week. Yeah. So I've been listening to Bikini Kill Hardcore, and I'm still listening to it because now I'm just sad about it. Yeah. But um, they canceled their entire Pacific Northwest portion of their tour, which is completely understandable. Yep. I 100% understand still sad about it yes, of course <laughs> um but excited for whenever it does happen nice yeah. um but yeah bikini kill go bikini kill go bikini kill yeah uh i've been listening to an artist Ooh, and i just hit play i didn't mean to um uh by the artist of the name francis quinlan um i heard her do a uh live session at kexp uh, which is a radio station up here mm. in seattle and um and not my usual thing um like it just she just kind of kisses the avant-garde kind of style um but still very kind of like coffee house rock uh she's a really talented singer really great songwriter really catchy songs um i really dug it um but yeah and just the way she played it live i was like oh wow i should check her out and um so i listened to her and heard her in the car when i was taking the dog for a walk and then listened to her album twice through as i was walking the dog and i was like just kind of zoned out and i was like it's, it's been really really enjoyable um, so yeah, definitely check out Francis Quinlan. Hell yeah. I have just like a category as mine. Um, <laughs> just because me and my roommates the other day started going down this rabbit hole and it just reminded me of all these artists and songs that I know that I just forgot about. But it's early 2000s music. Oh my God, I've been listening to that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like classic, like, like, hey, yeah. And live in La Vida Loca. And yeah. 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 Um, For sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. And like beautiful girls, and to the sweat drops down my balls. <laughs> like all those songs, you're just like, oh my gosh, I love this. I forgot. Like, <laughs> yes, we've been doing that at work. All we've the party just been songs. taking turns playing different early 2000s nice. songs. Yes. Nice. And it's yeah. pretty. And you're always just like, fun. oh yeah. I it, every single time, every song, we're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah. It was a happier time. Yeah. It was a simpler, yeah, simpler. time yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah, listen to your old school classic music, especially yeah. if you're quarantined the next two weeks. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Find your happiness, everyone. Yeah. Um, and uh, definitely, and wash your hands. Yeah. Wash your hands. Please wash, wash your, your hands. hands. Please wash your hands. Please. Also, cover your cough. Yes, with your elbow. Elbow. Bit. Yeah. As a reminder, it's not about you getting sick. It's yes. about everyone else getting exactly. sick as well yeah. as you getting sick. <laughs> Don't be gross. Yeah. <laughs> Right on, guys. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, thank you for following us. Uh, you can check us out online, threemoonsaudio.com. We're on Facebook. Just look for Three Moons Audio. Just Google Three Moons Audio. Uh, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Three Moons Gavin. Jordan C. Smitty on Instagram. At Odd Records. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye, friends. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.